For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Coach Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University, a company focused on the training and development of specialists and coaches. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on first deposits. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Episode 32 of the podcast welcomes Will Pristop, punter for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Pristop is a native of Oviedo, Florida, where he grew up playing basketball and football. He committed to Michigan State his senior year of high school and was named the Spartans' starting punter by the end of his redshirt freshman season. Pristop transferred to Nebraska in the summer of 2019, where he has contributed as both a punter and a kickoff specialist in two seasons with the Cornhuskers. Will, it is a pleasure having you on the show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Coach Lundy, for having me on today. I'm doing great, and I'm just glad to be part of this broadcast. Yeah, this is an honor. I'm just going to let everyone know that I've known you for a long time now, I think since you were about 15, and I'm just so proud of you. And I think your story is an interesting one, and it's very relatable, as the majority of the listeners of this show are parents or current high school specialists and uh, high school coaching specialists. So thank you again, and I just wanted to uh, – to jump right in, if you don't mind, uh, a lot of young men who listen, as I mentioned, have dreams of being in your position and playing major FBS college football. I'd like you to share your recruiting story and how you caught the attention of Michigan State and eventually Nebraska. What advice would you give to high school specialists who want to play college football? Well, I never thought when I started my senior year of football at Oviedo High School that my special teams journey would take me to where I am now with Nebraska. In high school, I tried to maximize my exposure to college coaches by attending as many special teams slash college camps as possible uh, throughout the United States, both competitively and mostly coaching events through you as well. Uh, right before my junior um, and senior year of high school, I traveled to many different universities for special teams camps and just to expose like to the coaches like who I am that my film actually represents who I am. Um, I had a significant interest from Michigan State, Army, Air Force, University of Florida, and UCF in early summer of 2017. I was invited by special team coaches by those schools to several home games, unofficially, of course. Um, but to most people, unofficial visits might seem less glamorous, but actually it helps, um, helps with more academic freedom and like difference with NCAA in the future. Because like late in my year of high school football, both coaches from University of Florida and UCF left to pursue coaching jobs in other school, high school, um, college schools. 
I was being recruited at the time by Florida State as well, but by the time of 2017, um, end of December, their head coaching staff left as well. So at the time, this is the beginning of my senior season, and I'm thinking to myself, like, where am I going to commit to? And I'm just overthinking, like, I'm calling my parents, calling my best friend, I'm calling my grandpa, just asking for their advice and just even asking God and everything. And after hearing nothing from Florida schools, uh, Michigan State and Air Force Academy, they both came to visit my home at one point. And also UCF hired a new special teams coach, but Coach Heupel met with me and my parents confirming that the offer was still standing for unofficial walk-on was still available on the table. My interactions eventually with the new UCF special teams coach was less pleasant than I expected. And after the visit with Michigan State and talking to Gan Lundy and the special teams coordinator, I was convinced that Michigan State was the school for me. And when I went there, I loved the freshman football team and like the class that came in. We all hung out together, we strived, and it just, it was amazing. I was able to receive coaching advice from like fifth year senior Jake Harpreger and he and his family were such a blessing to me. During, um, during the summer prior to my first season of college football at Michigan State, of course, they hired a special teams analyst who really didn't encourage me to improve and in many ways created barriers so I couldn't really succeed in Michigan State. He, he recruited an Australian punter later that year um, in December of 2018. And after the football season, the Australian punter enrolled right away in Michigan State. I was a starting punter for the last four games of the season of 2018, and I was just it was just a privilege. It was amazing. Being part of that university, that family, that atmosphere, I just, I kind of miss it sometimes. I was honored to receive freshman player of the game against Rutgers and was honored to receive a bowl title as well from Sports Illustrated for punting, for my punting ability in California during the Red Box Bowl. I had a strong sense that the special team analysis didn't really want me to play nor would he give me an opportunity to play there anymore? So I started kind of looking otherwise. After speaking with my parents, I made a decision like to enter the portal. I received a few calls from University of Nebraska that formerly recruited me at UCF at the time. They were also in need of a punter and I actually punted against them at their stadium during that same year of the 2018 season. It, that day I'm never gonna forget. It was snowing sideways. It felt like negative 20 degrees and I barely could see 20 feet in front of me. It was just, (laughs) it was something else. It was an experience I'll never forget. But at the same time, I believe that opened a door for me to attend and just to show what I can do for them at the University of Nebraska. I was eventually offered a walk-on position at the University of Nebraska during the summer of 2019. Um, What I would recommend to the young men who are listening to this and are interested in punting, kicking, and snapping at the college level. Continue working hard with kicking coaches like Dan Lundy, yourself, and your parents because the little things can make the biggest difference. Putting the drops, the kicks, the discipline of training each day, that can all help you in the future. The experience, the skill, the one-on-one training, it's invaluable as you prepare for the next level of competition. I would also give you some advice. Play for your team and your school and for the fellowship of your players because when you get to a college or you get on a team, you understand that you're trying to do the best for yourself. But at the same time, you're working towards a team. And once you do that, you're going to get a lot more help within the team. You're going to get encouragement 
people might help you with shagging balls, which is always a pain for the specialists. But I really think that's an important consideration when deciding on what school to choose. I'd also like to encourage punters, kickers, snappers who are looking to play in the college level to keep it up, work hard in the classroom as well. And don't worry about where you are in the depth chart because that's just writing on the wall. What really is shown is the actions that you are given and what you produce. From my experience and what I've been taught, players get hurt and you could be on the field at a moment's notice. Always be ready. I just remember in the fall of 2019, I was the backup punter for the University of Nebraska and our kickoff specialist got hurt during that game. I was on the sideline and the special teams came up to me and Isaac Armstrong. He said, I need one of you to do kickoffs. I need one of you to do field goals. And I was like, I'll do kickoffs thinking that that meant just like future in the distance. But after about two more minutes and a timeout break, coach said, get in there. Even though I hadn't warmed up and really haven't done a kickoff in two years, I put the ball in the back of the end zone, seven yards deep and played eight more games until the kickoff specialist finally came back. And you just never know what doors God will open for you at the strangest times. So just keep working forward. And when that time arrives, just be ready. I love it. You know, I, that's why I wanted to bring you on and talk to you about these things uh, that you mentioned briefly in that answer. I want to go dig into a little more. Um, I think that what I like most about you and, and the guys I work with, um, you guys are the ones who seek the instruction. You guys are the ones who, who are seeking ways to find your best self. By no means do I have a cookie cutter system down here in Daytona Beach. Uh, I try to find Will, for example, my guest today is a 6'4", 250 pound athlete. I cannot coach him the same way I was going to, I, I have to coach a, a 5'11 kid um, who's a fast twitch guy at 170 pounds. Um, there's so many variables to this thing. And again, what I like about you is that you didn't put all your eggs into one basket. You didn't say, oh, I'm a great student. So I'm just going to live off my grades and then just kick on my own. Um, or I'm going to go get a ranking or a star from a camp and not pay as much attention to school or, or instruction or, or coaching. Um, what you did instead was you did it all. You, you, especially what I liked is you actually went to the universities that you had interest in both academically and through football. And you saw the campus, you met the coaches that you're going to be living with because you, you essentially do live in the football building as a football player in college. Um, so I, I commend you for that. And I want to touch on, just real quick on what you said, um, football is in fact a business. It's turning into a business at the high school level, but it is assuredly a business once you leave high school. And like life, things are often out of our control. I want you to talk a little bit more about the adversities that you've experienced in college, uh, perhaps transitioning to college, and the uncertainties that will occur in, in major college football. Adversity is something that I see mostly every single day in college football. And as you keep going through it, you're gonna, not going to be a stranger to it anymore. You're going to be its best friend. N nothing can really prepare of like what I went through, but I was blessed to have the chance at MSU. And how should I say this? In the past three years of playing college football and being a football player, I have gone through six special teams, coaches, and analysis. Wow. I don't think that's happened to anyone else. I could be wrong, but it was, it's weird. Um, another thing is like shortly after arriving at MSU, I learned that 
the punting scholarship was like given straight away to an Australian. And, and despite really how hard, how hard I worked in the rate room on the field in the classroom, the scholarship was gone. The four year scholarship was gone. And to me, does that kind of sound fair? It, to me, it, that's not, but at the same time, when you're going through life, life doesn't like just give you choices. doesn't give you this life is unfair. <laughs> College football is a business. As you said, I would have never been happy to stay and compete with a scholarship punter, but however, the special teams analysis made it clear to me that they didn't really want me on the field. They just wanted me there just to hold a spot. So as time went on and the season ended, I told coach D'Antonio that I did not feel like I would ever be given an opportunity to punt at Michigan state. And I asked to enter the portal, but going off from that and continue to work hard. There's some times where you feel like there's no way you can win because it just seems like the world's against you. But at that point, that's when you try to push through. You're at your breaking point, and the worst position you're at is at the bottom. So there's only one way to go from there, and that's up. And as you keep working, as you work harder and harder, God has something for you in the distance. You might not see it right away, but when it's upon you, it could be literally two inches away, and you're like, holy crap, it's happening. But all the training that you've led up to that point has gotten you ready for this position. So keep working. No matter what people say, no matter where you are on the depth chart, no matter how bad it looks, there's always something around the corner that's going to help you get through the next task and help you show up to the next level. I, I couldn't agree more. And the unfortunate truth is, uh, this is for high school parents and players listening, that college coaches are going to offer – a number of kids each year because they don't know which kids are going to reciprocate and in fact commit. Um, even if three kids verbally commit to the same offer, the college coach is going to entertain that throughout the spring and the summer. And then in the fall, he'll evaluate the on-field performance. And unfortunately, two of those three kids are going to get left high and dry and not know it until it's almost too late. This happens every single year back to football being a business and I think that you have to expect it. Um, you have to almost expect that this is going to be a very, very uphill battle. Very few people have an experience otherwise where they, you know, commit early their junior year in high school and they know where they're going their senior year. It doesn't really matter how well they do because the coach loves them. He's bought in. And to say that too, college coaches usually have a favorite. Even if they offer three, there's their number one that they want. And they're really hoping that number one comes. And unfortunately, in someone's eyes, you, Will, were not a number one at one point in your life. And really unfortunate truth is a lot of kids go through that experience and they quit. And again, I, I really want to thank you for being a good example to others that are going to follow your journey, that this is probably going to happen to them too, if they want to end up where you are. Because again, this is not a gift. This is not a right. This is, this is. It's a privilege that's earned. So I want to shift the focus to school because you are, in fact, a student athlete. You're majoring in computer science at Nebraska. And since high school, I've always been so impressed with how you've handled yourself in the classroom. As a coach, I encourage all my specialists, both in high school and college, to be unique, find creative ways to stand out when they're competing on the field. But the grades must be there. 
Can you share some examples of how your academic performance has helped you in football? Academics is everything college. My coaches here say there's three things that you need to pay poor for in life. First is family. Second is academics. Then there's football. And I know that we all love the game, but eventually only 1% of like kickers, punters, specialists move on to the NFL. And school doesn't come easy for me with the, the way my mind works. It ain't the fastest, it ain't the smartest, but I can tell you this. I spend as much time studying as I do thinking about football or looking at film. And for a specialist, even though we don't get that as much film as a quarterback, a tight end, or a linebacker, there are still things we can like talk about and try to help improve each other on. You have four years of high school, and right at the end of senior year, to me, it just seems like it went by in a blink of an eye or just flew right by. And you think college is going to be different. Well, it's not. <laughs> you're going to wake up and you're going to need to proceed with life plan. And once you get into college, that was one of my goals. I thought football was going to be everything. But I noticed that if it, football does not fall through, I need to find a life plan. And that's where I went with computer science. So once you get into college, find something you like, hang out with the people in your major and as iron sharpens iron, um, each student's going to sharpen each other. And I'm not going to lie. I've gone through some classes that I don't need, I didn't like, but I still needed to take. So in that point, just get through it, get a tutor, get help from your classmates and just get good grades because it can help you overall in the process. And there's many resources around you to help. There's teachers, coaches, administrators, Use your resources to your fullest because achieving that academic goal could help you in the process of getting a job, getting to where you want to be in life, or just somewhere farther along the road. Because you can never predict the future. You can only prepare for it. Amen. You know, I, I want to touch on so many things you said, but I'll start with this. I couldn't agree more that you, you got to pick something you like. I know that's a big fear of a lot of my seniors right now, the 21s that are going into college next year is I have no idea what I want to declare for a major. And um, I didn't either. I, I still don't know if I picked the right one, but um, I do think that I think the football uh, does a great thing for you guys. At least my experience at Miami uh, years ago, I had so many resources. Like you mentioned, we had a, we had a great staff, that almost placed us uh, accordingly based off of our, our interests and how we were doing that first semester. And by the end of that first year, we, we all pretty felt pretty comfortable about what it was we were declaring for and what schools we were going into. And to touch on that even further is, you know, I, I picked finance and I double majored in management and I took an English minor. Um, all of the things that I really wanted to to better myself with after having left there. And I would not have done as well as on my own independently um, as I would have with the support I had with, with UM and the tutors and the academic center. So there's so much support, uh, but unfortunately it's not utilized by everybody. Um, and it, it really is. It's, it's hard to, to fail as a student athlete. If you take full advantage of what's, what's presented to you um, by the team, by the university. The fourth down focus is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products. The new gummy line has six flavors and functions to help improve sleep, focus, energy, stress, and the immune system. Right now, if you buy one gummy product, you get one free. 
There are six different benefits to choose from, as mentioned. And instead of choosing just one, visit justlive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one and get one free. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com using code SUPPORT. Summer is near and it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANANCAST15 at canan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's canancast.com. Canan, clearly better. My friend Kendall Gammon, he was a long snapper for years, 15 years for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and he now is a public speaker. He shared a quote with me the other day in a text, and it said this, you will never speak to anyone more than you speak to yourself in your head. Be kind to yourself. I needed to hear this as I am oftentimes my own worst critic, and it's usually to a fault. You know, it's usually not a positive situation. I, I usually beat myself up so much that I put myself in a negative mindset and it kind of ruins the rest of my day. I've coached you for years and I want to commend you for improving in this area. In high school, you would beat yourself up like I did over every little mistake. Now when we train, it seems like I'm coaching a different human. Can you share how you overcame negative self-talk, negative thinking, negative mindset, and why is this so important to an athlete? What you said is completely true. Self-talk can either bring you down or bring you up in any situation. What I've learned is that I am my own worst critic. I think that is going to beat yourself up on the inside, no matter if you did good or you did bad. We all make mistakes. If a quarterback throws a bad pass, it's okay. They move on. The problem with specialists, we only have like one to five times a game to show off. And we're expected to be perfect. And being perfect is not going to happen all the time. I had a previous coach tell me, he said, everyone's going to have a bad punt, kick or snap. It's not about what you feel at that moment. It's, a, it's what you do to move on from it. Two of the best punters I look at right now are Johnny Townsend and Tommy Townsend. And they've gone through the same thing. Same thing. So when the time comes and you're either going to be coming to kicking, punting, or caught up walking off the field, cameras are going to be on you no matter what's going to happen. Either you're going to throw things around the sidelines, you might even curse, but at this point, you need to learn how to control it because, you know, that one punt doesn't represent you. The better way of saying that is that you need to learn how to hold your composure. I often tell myself when I have a bad dead punting, you're the same punter that boomed 60, 70 yard bombs a week ago. It's just a day. Even though you shanked a ball or you're just having a bad day, you're not having a bad life. Nothing has changed. It's just the feeling of regret. So just keep practicing moving on because it's just one day. It's not your whole life. Yeah. It, it's an acquired skill, right? I mean, it's like, it's like a muscle. You have to work it out. And in, in working out, you have to be mindful to go work out. So to draw a parallel, I think that you need to check yourself, like not you, but everybody, anyone who has a, an issue with, with the negativity or the, the mindset or, or the negative self-talk, they need to first of all, realize and acknowledge that there's a problem. 
and then just take small steps to fix the problem and realize that you're going to slip up. I, I still do it all the time, but I'm improving. And that's, and that's, that's the important thing is that there's a path to being better and, and, and a realization, like you said earlier, that we are flawed people. We're humans. We're going to make mistakes, but as long as you can bounce back, it, it, it's better than not trying at all. And I'll give you an example of, of why this is so important. Cairo Santos is a kid that I've had since your age, you know, like, before your age, but like you guys were about 15 when you started training with me and Cairo went to the combine NFL combine in Indianapolis. And there were 11 or 12 other specialists there. And he was the second highest performing specialist. But what Joe judge, who is now the current New York giants head coach, but at the time he was bill Belichick special teams coach. He took notes and circle and starred Cairo Santos and said that, he was in fact his favorite and it wasn't because of his performance because if you can remember I said he was the number two performer that day what Joe Judge loved about Kyra Santos on that particular day which was a very very pressure-filled environment was he said he was the only specialist the only specialist all day who he couldn't tell when he had a good or a bad rep because there was no negative reaction verbally there was no, there was no body language that showed that he was down on himself. He said he just would stare at a ball, like whether it was good or bad, he would stare at it, and then he would breathe, exhale, and move on. And I, if Joe Judge thinks that's important, I think that's important. And that's a head coach of an NFL franchise who has a history with special teams. So I, I do think that that was a catalyst. It may seem small to you, but I don't think that you'd be playing at these major programs without having this skill and having worked at it. So again, I want to thank you so much for doing that because the only person that can control that is you. I have one more question for you. You grew up playing basketball and I always loved that. And I didn't doubt it when I met you. Uh, you're, you're a big lad, I, I say. Uh, so as I've grown uh, as a coach, I've realized that specialization especially with specialists. I know that's a lot of specials, but when kickers, punters, and snappers focus, you know, at 15 on one thing and they don't go and play baseball, they don't go play hockey, don't go swim, they don't go weightlift. Um, those kids usually get passed up by the kids that are well-rounded. So I, and I think most coaches really, really see value in multi-sport athletes who are in fact specialists. Can you share how basketball and perhaps other sports have helped you in becoming the specialist that you are today. When I think back to like when I played basketball, when I ran uh, cross country for a little bit, I think about how I had to adapt instead of like a larger group of teammates to a smaller group of teammates. And for basketball, I had a smaller group of brothers that helped me understand the importance of iron sharpens iron, that you're there to help each other. And you're just trying to perfect each other's craft in order to get to the next level, whether you're trying to go to states, you're trying to win districts or whatever. When a group of players who really want to play for the best for the team push each other in different ways, certain things come out that you wouldn't expect to see from football. Like, I understand there's many position, many people who play the same position, but when you actually find a group of people who work together to help you get towards a t um, task, there's nothing that can st stand in your way almost. You're sh other than sharpening a blade and making each other better, 
you're also creating a bond of how to understand how to speak to other people and how to adapt to situations that you wouldn't really see in football. Uh, I had a coach, I had two coaches back in high school, coach Kirshner, coach Washington. They always pushed me in that direction, but I'm sad that I kind of got scared my senior season and said, I'm going to step away from basketball because I regretted the decision. I, I knew I could have learned a lot more with all the new players coming in and how to teach them in different ways. Cause I feel like that's also something I've seen in football. There's like only one type of way of teaching each other, but in basketball, there's many different types of ways because you have a new group coming in every single year, like in football, but it's just a different environment and a different scene. You're able to focus on many little things at a time. And in football, you're kind of focusing on the whole entire game. But after that, when I think back to all, just like skipping out my senior year for basketball, I regret it to this day. I missed out on playing for the school I loved and hanging out with those friends. So in the end, I would say playing more than one sport would be the best decision you probably make because you never know the way of learning from a different perspective, seeing from a different angle, and you never know like what you will gain from it from other coaches and teammates outside of football. And I'll even add on, I, I think, I think that you being a part of a team is important. If you're just kicking by yourself all day, uh, punting or snapping, whatever you're doing as a specialist, if, if, if you are specializing in that at 15 and working independently by yourself, I don't know how good that is for you when you're expected to be a significant game changer in a team setting uh, in, in football. But I, I also think that it's just important, and I'll just use basketball as the example because you were a good basketball player. Talk about body control and footwork and, and just getting vertical, short, impactful steps uh, when you're trying to rebound. Uh, I think all of these things are relatable to punting and, and kicking and snapping. I, I think that you can really draw a parallel in every sport outside of kicking, punting, and snapping and bring it in. And, and that's why I see value in it because, um, again, I just – I think that you're going to risk injury too if you just specialize because your body can only take so much of the same exact activity. And I think that we all are, are guilty of, of overworking as specialists when we do in fact specialize. I think you can attest to that. It's hard not to go punt 60 times a day because you're not playing basketball anymore. You're not doing uh, the three or four different physical activities you used to do in high school. So you almost feel like, man, I got to go get that work in. So I, I, I just want to thank you again, Will, um, and I, I always ask uh, if you could share with the audience perhaps how they could reach out to you if, if they want to connect with you. Well, thank you, Coach Lundy, for like allowing me to come out here and have an opportunity to speak with you and being a coach for the last uh, feels like six or seven years for me for making me a better man and also a better punter. And if anybody wanted to reach out and talk maybe more about the subject or just talk to me directly about the whole entire process, um, on Twitter, my handle is whiskey, W-I-S-K-E-Y underscore P nine zero. And it's the same thing on Instagram as well. But other than that, go big red. I love it. Yeah. And for anyone listening that 
is training me this summer. Will is going to be in town this summer and just reach out to me if you want to find out the dates he'll be here. He comes in in the off seasons when he can. His family lives over on the west side of Florida. Actually, no, they live in central Florida. I always think you're a, you're a west side, but you know, you're in the middle. But no, I I I love our time together and I can couldn't be prouder of you because I'm here for you when you need me, but I know that you go home and and you you apply these things that that we review, you, you take it to heart and you personalize it and make it your own. And in my opinion, that's the only way it really can get done. So thanks again. Um, please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend. If you have questions related to the podcast, suggestions for future topics or guests, or if you have feedback for the show, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, in several ways. My website is fourthdownu.com and it has endless of resources for specialists and coaches. On social media, my Instagram and Twitter are at 4th Down U, that's 4-T-H-D-O-W-N-U. And on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can find me by searching Dan Space Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining us at 4th Down Focus, presented by Bets Online. We'll see you next week with an exciting new guest, and I hope 2021 is still treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.